Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, today in just five minutes, we want to find out what's in store for property prices. 2022 obviously saw interest rates shoot up and house prices come right off the boil. Yes, 2022 was very different to 2021. I think that's fair to say. Back then, the market was booming. I'm not so sure now. What's going to happen this year, 2023? Eliza Owen is head of research at CoreLogic. Eliza, just how much did the market pull back last year? And more importantly, Eliza, what's going to happen this year? Over 2022, we saw this kind of peak to trough decline in national home values of around 8%. There was a lot of variation in this with your more expensive markets like Sydney and Melbourne seeing steeper declines. Areas like Perth, Darwin and Adelaide saw peak to trough declines of 1% or, or less. For 2023, I think at least in the first half of the year, we can expect property prices to continue moving in line with the price of interest. And and so that really comes back to what happens with the cash rate. Uh, We got some indication that there would be further rate rises this year. So I think at least in the short term, that means further price falls. And a lot of this is about affordability, is it? I think when you look at the level of affordability, that tends to be one of the characteristics that defines how much markets have fallen. The more expensive a market, the more people have to extend themselves with borrowing to buy into those markets. So that's where something like interest rates, which higher interest rates increase the cost of borrowings, that has more of an impact on on areas like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and Hobart, where local incomes have become more detached from property prices. Okay, houses v units. What happened last year? What's going to happen this year? Not that I'm asking you hard questions here, Eliza, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I mean, I, I just go by some of the historic growth patterns, right? And, and historically, we've seen houses generally tend to have higher highs during the cycle. So, they'll, they'll have higher cyclical peaks. But then when it comes to the downswing, they also tend to have deeper declines. We saw that last year with house prices falling peak to trough about 6% by the end of the year compared to just a 4% drop in the unit space. So I think when we see the cycle going forward, we're looking at probably a softer landing in units. And again, that comes back to affordability because units are are typically a, a more affordable market to get into as well. Okay. What about regional areas? And I suppose it's a very mixed picture because some regional areas aren't so cheap. Yeah. So, regional Australia as a whole has seen declines of around 6% over 2022. But as you say, there's been a lot of variation. Your areas that are sub $500,000 haven't seen very large declines at all. In fact, some of them were still up in value over 2022, for example, in parts of regional South Australia. Your big regional centres like the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Illawarra, even Ballarat and Bendigo have seen a lot more volatility introduced into their cycles. So big upswings, some of them 40% or more, and then double-digit declines that that we're looking at now. So again, I think a bit of a continuation in those major regional centres that will probably bottom out once we see a peak in the cash rate. Rather than ask about investors, I'm going to ask about renters. Is there any good news for renters? Because rents did jump last year. What's going to happen this year? Do you have a sense of that? 
I think in some parts of the market, Hobart, Canberra, we're already starting to see some monthly declines in rent values. Your inner city rent markets of Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane are still going to see a lot of upward pressure this year because of returning overseas migration. That's where those overseas migrants typically move to when they come here and they largely rent. So it's going to be a bit more of a mixed bag, I think, in 2023. The good news is we're probably going to see a little more investor participation, which should help add to supply and ease some of those rental pressures. Final thing, what's the key factor that will drive the market this year, 2023? Is it still interest rates? I think in the short term, yes, it is still going to be interest rates. But one of the big things that we're looking out for is the return of overseas migration and how that flows through to increased rental demand and down the line, further housing demand as well. We're seeing a really constrained housing construction environment, falling dwelling approvals because of the higher interest rate environment. So I think longer term, you could actually get a bit of a mismatch between supply and demand where we look a bit undersupplied in some markets. Thank you, Eliza, for talking to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me. That was Eliza Owen, Head of Research at CoreLogic. Michael, have you decided whether to buy that investment unit now? I tell you what I have been doing, Sean, I've been furiously taking notes because house prices are my go-to small talk topic for summer barbecues. Well, it's pretty safe. Everyone wants to talk about them. Yeah, but now I sound like an expert because Ah, I've been listening to Eliza. Thank you, Eliza. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you very much, Sean. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. Uh, There's a new episode every day and regular business news back from January 16. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Fear and Greed.